Hello, and welcome to Ethical Seduction, your sex and relationship podcast. We explore topics and skills designed to help you get what you want, both in and out of the bedroom. Have you ever met someone and suddenly found that you have no idea what to say to them? And after all, you just met, so you don't really know anything to talk to them about. You don't know anything about them. What happens if there's like an awkward pause in the conversation or like nobody has anything to say? And that can be really kind of terrifying and that can get you going into like a downward spiral about how you feel about that whole interaction. So in this episode, we're going to talk, try to give you all some tips and some ideas, ways to generate an interesting conversation, something that has like some substance to it that you can actually use to connect with the people that you're engaging with. So I am your host, Stephen. Joining me today, we have Ava. What's up, nerds? (laughs) <laughs> and Brandy. Hey. Kimberly's out this week. She is working. So she's out this week. Um, how is everybody? Good. Good. Has anybody done anything slutty this week? I have. You have? Okay. So finally, <laughs> I finally got around to using that glove. Oh. Like the, where it's like a, I mean, it's, it's a, I mean, you know, it could be sexier, honestly, but. Um, it's a black glove and it comes all the way up to the elbow. So it's going to remind you of like a yellow dishwashing glove at first, <laughs> but then each finger has a different, um, texture on it. So you experience different sensations with each finger. It was, it was good. Good. So you could fun. do five, like if somebody's rubbing you with all five fingers, you've got five different sort of sensations, but then you can also switch up into do, you know, one finger at a time. Yeah. But I think it's meant more for penetration type play. Oh. Um, that's, that's the type of material it is. And yeah. And, um, the person that had, you know, volunteered to use it on me, um, said that he liked it, but what he didn't expect that is like, you felt kind of disconnected to using it because it was so thick. You couldn't get your own real finger. Like it was just a little bit of a disconnect. So to me that translated as that would be like a perfect objectification toy mm. to use. Like anyway, but yeah, it was great. Good. Well, that only took you guys a month. I know. And I really had to almost threaten him. I was like, listen, I have this podcast coming up where we're getting ready to talk about sex toys. I have this unused like sex homework. toy. Yeah. I need you to use it like with homework. me so I can report on it. And he was like, okay. And we okay. So what I, what I heard you say is you need Ava and I to give you sex homework each episode. Oh man. How fun would that be? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ava and I are, we're down I would with love We're that. on it. I would love that. <laughs> You're so screwed. <laughs> speaking of, speaking of updates, oh. speaking of homework, oh. Oh. Stephen, how is, yes. how is that survey going that you told us how, how many times now that you said you would take? Though. The love languages yeah. quiz? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So oh I, I have taken it. <gasps> yeah. Shocker. Fuck you all. You all were like, no, he's not going to have taken it. No, like, I have not. taken it. I did. T- at one point I told Kimberly, I said, I have to take this you because do. otherwise I'm going to get so much shit for it. I just, yes. I have to take it. Mm-hmm. So I took it. Fear um, play. Man, it was fear longer play. than I th- didn't even know it. <laughs> I know it was longer than I thought. I kept answering the things. I'm like, how much longer do I have to keep answering these things? But, um, okay. So I have, a, I was going to quiz you all. What do you all think? Which one do you think I am? So, so these are the five. Okay. Words of affirmation. You all know me. So it's like, which of these is my way that I like to receive? Like, which, you know, if you were to give to me a love language, which is the one that I would like to receive words of affirmation, acts of service, gift giving, physical touch and quality time which which do you all think is most me 
You go first, Ava. I was going to say acts of service. I was going to say quality time. And, and for the record, the runner up for me would be words of affirmation. Wait, for you or for me? For you, like my second guess for you is words of affirmation. Okay. Okay. I will say that none of those are correct. (gasps) (laughs) Which was really fun, which in some ways is funny because Ava, I would have probably guessed myself like acts of service. Okay. Because I do think of like, well, I'm like, like, I like making dinner for the family, you know, for example. Okay. And it's like, part of the reason I like doing that is like, we're all going to be together. It's like a moment, you know, it's something I'm kind of giving them, but we're, I'm creating this, uh, this is also kind of quality time. I'm creating this scene. I'm going to say, you know, like we're going to sit down and have dinner, you know, it's why I kind of like doing that. Okay. And yeah, I do like doing things for, for people. Okay. So that would have been in my met in my mind as like, that's probably what I'm going to say, but it turned out that was not it. Mm. You spill the beans. Are you going to tell us? Well, we guessed three and they weren't, so that we're down to two. We're down to physical touch and gift giving. Those are the two. Is it gift giving? Is it gift giving? Is it gift giving? No. Physical touch. I'm a slut. Physical touch. You fucking slut. No, no. it's gift no. giving. It's gift giving? It's that gift makes sense. Giving. That makes and sense. when I was so as I'm take you think it does make sense? Yeah, because you gifted me stuff for Christmas. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't really think of that, but when I was going through the questions, the way the questions were worded, at the end I was like, "Oh yeah, like you know, people don't. I mean, you Kimberly gives me gifts, my kids give me gifts. Okay, but it's like, no, that actually, I I do value that. Like, I don't always feel like people are like overwhelming me with like physical gifts and stuff like that. You know, so I think when I get something, I realize like the person's put time and thought and money, you know, sometimes into this thing, and so like I do value that. The other thing is like I am all the time if you if anybody's ever listened to this ethical seduction podcast then you'll know like I'll come up and say like well if you do something something for somebody that's like giving them a gift you know so I do Mm. think of stuff like that all the time is like okay that you know the acts of service you could say is like giving somebody a gift totally giving them quality time giving like that's how I tend to think about things so anyway that was but I I would have have your I still have your birthday gift here from last year that's how long it's been (laughs) since I've seen you (laughs) From last I didn't year. even in know a, you have some. Okay, that's fine. In a little okay. bag and everything. And I was like, oh, I'll give it to him today because we thought we were going to meet at the <laughs> local club. And then I was like, and then you're like, I won't be there. I was like, damn it. I just want this gift out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm going to get my COVID shot on Tuesday. It's my Ooh, first one. So yay. that means, yeah, like in a, in a month, you know, figure a month, then I should be covered and vaccinated and things like that. And so. Perfect. Yeah. And then I have heard, I think the CDC has said like, if you're with, this is your health update, ethical seduction health <laughs> update for the day. If, if you've been vaccinated and you're with other people that are vaccinated, then, then they're saying like, you don't need to have the mask anymore because of the, it's, you know, there's not, it's not showing that it's coming out as, uh, trying to get the, the words, you know, Brandy, if it's you and I, like, you know, we're both been vaccinated, right? So we're, we're safe kind of around each other. And also if there was another person who has not been vaccinated, really, they're saying like they would be safe around us too, which I found that kind of interesting. It's not, it's not like it's, oh, you're, you're a carrier and you're asymptomatic and you can pass it on They're That's, they're not finding that evidence for it. So I thought that was okay. pretty nice. That yeah. is encouraging. Now, if you have two people that have not been vaccinated, then they're like, those people have to wear masks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they're, they're that from two sense. different pods. Or, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that's, that's good. But then the new variants, 
that throws a kink in everything, you know, that that's different. So fingers right. crossed. So, mm -hmm. Yeah. So gift giving. Woo oh. So I asked Kimberly, I asked Kimberly about that beforehand and she went through all of them. Acts of service, quality time, words of affirmation, physical touch. Yeah. And I was like, nope, I'm gift giving the last one. So. <laughs> oh, wow. That's yeah, that makes sense. Um, but it wouldn't have been, yeah, I would definitely wouldn't have chosen it. So did you guys do your homework? Wait, oh, what shit. was our homework? What was my homework? <laughs> you both get, you just both get Fs. Oh, and, and you're both going to get spanked. I could, I'll, I'll, oh, earn, I'll earn some extra credit. I'm not, I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'll get my uh, way Practicing out reading people. God damn it. Okay. Well, so you're split, the idea was, so you're like, you're not in the habit of doing this. Okay. So okay. you have to, you know, go out, practice reading people. It doesn't have to be somebody who is ro romantic. It just be anybody. And that's part of what I really want to encourage people to do is like the stuff we talk about does not need to be romantic. Just practice it. Practice it when you're at work with people, you know, try to connect with people, try to get along with people, try to, you know, stuff like it. The, the skills we're talking about can really be applied anywhere, you know, to your kids, to your boss, anything. Cause often they're the same thing. Um, so, uh, so we were saying like, yeah, just go find somebody, practice reading them, looking for like, what is a story that is being told? So maybe by their appearance or the body language, that kind of mm. stuff. And then also looking like if you're, if you're conversing with them, like, did you ever notice any tension? If so, like what caused it? So you all didn't do that. I mean, well, I, do I did that patients. without thinking about it all, all day, every day with patients and I'm, nurse I'm, mode, I'm, but not from a non-professional you uh, yeah no okay so i want you to do it if you don't mind do it again because <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> the point is to be kind of conscious about it listen ava we have a month to still do this and still beat him taking his quiz so oh I'm that's true i don't feel bad now i don't I'm yeah I'm not most of your pay. <laughs> i'm taking it off i'm gonna cut it by 50 percent. oh no oh, dear. Not <laughs> real threat mm. okay Okay. All right. Well, uh, dear listeners out there, hopefully somebody tried it. You should try it, it <laughs> because this is one of those things like it's just the, you, if, if you practice it, you will become more conscious about it. And that's going to be where you're really going to notice things changing. If you just listen to the podcast and you never kind of practice this stuff, then, um, you end up forgetting about it, you know, honestly. And so I really, if you, if you're able to like, just practice it, but just practice it one on people that you're, you know, not flirting with just regular people, just basically pay attention to them. You know, what is the story that's, that is being told and things like that. And if you just look for that, you know, and look for signs of tension, things are going to get a lot better. You know, they really are because you're suddenly doing it consciously and that makes all the difference. So the same thing is going to happen at the end. Spoiler alert. Uh, you guys, I'm giving you both homework on creating engaging conversations as we like go out and have engaging conversations. And again, be conscious about like what you're doing and, and talking and, and, you know, let me know how that goes. So we'll come back to that in a minute. So that's my segue. Let's talk about engaging conversations. Okay. So, um, I guess the question I had in the very beginning was like, how comfortable are you all when you like meet somebody new and you start to have those conversations? Like, are you comfortable talking to somebody that you don't really know very well or are you not? Or how do you all feel about that? I will what? say that I am pretty comfortable meeting somebody new and, and having an initial conversation with them if they're super extroverted or like AKA just very talkative. I tend to be more reactive in initial conversations rather than proactive because I struggle with 
what do I say and what do I talk about? So if I'm talking to an extrovert, Mm -hmm. it's generally a non-issue. And then I feel really comfortable because I don't feel pressure to carry a conversation and move it forward. But if, if not, like if they're more reactive like me, that's where I start to feel a little uncomfortable sometimes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's... the exact same way, Ava. Exactly. That described <laughs> it perfectly. <laughs> so if you guys were to like meet each other and both be reactive, it would be it'd be bad. Uh, now, I will bad. say I'm really <laughs> I'm really good at small talk. Like I've had people tell me I've gotten done like if I'm with a partner and we small talk with like somebody. Um and then afterwards that person leaves and I'm like, "Oh my god, that was so exhausting." And they were mm-hmm. like, you, you handled, I thought you were doing great. I would have never guessed that that was hard or difficult mm. for you. And I'm like, yeah, it was emotionally taxing. Cause you're like, I'm only going to know this person for so- anyway. It's a whole thing for me and small talk. And I a hundred percent agree with that though. Yeah. Like we yeah. can pull it off really well, but it takes yeah. a lot of energy. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So uh, what happens if you know the person, like if you have it could be somebody new, but you've <laughs> met them. It's like twice and just say this is your third time to, to like be interacting with them. Is that easier? I mean, it de- no, not necessarily for me because those prior two interactions might have been very brief. So I won't have anything to say maybe except hi. But if I, I knew they had a dog, I'd be like, how's your dog doing? And I'll recall that from the last conversation and bring that mm-hmm. into the third conversation. But if I don't have anything I've learned about them the past two interactions, it's the first. The third one's going to be just like the first and second. For me, it's probably, it's, it's potentially harder the second or third conversation, because if we've already asked like the usual small talk questions at that first initial conversation of like, what do you do for work? What do you like to do for fun? Like if we've already done those things, then I feel like I am out of things to ask them. Yes. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. That's not, you know, that's. I that's not the answer as I expected. Like I really thought you all probably be like, no, like it does get easier because you have met the person two other times. So like you're saying, Brandy, you kind of know some more about them. Yeah. I was expecting you all to say that you felt more comfortable with it, but I, you know, again, it's part of the reason See, I asked. We've been faking it so well for so long. <laughs> Stephen. Yeah. I mean, it does uh, eventually get better, but that also depends on how much in energy and depth I want to bring to the conversation too, right? Like I can yeah. put it all on them and say, well, I'll be reactive. And that's certainly what I am. But I also acknowledge that I can, you know, interject some stuff independently. So then that second and third interaction would be more comfortable, but that's not my go-to yeah. way of doing it. Do you feel like it depends on the person? Like some people are easier to talk to and other people are just trickier? Absolutely. I think it also depends on how much of a filter or a shield you have and how Mm -hmm. much the other person have. Because if I'm on my best behavior and trying really hard to be nice and polite, and they are too, then there's this kind of barrier in place of, I don't really know where I stand with you. Like, do you genuinely want to be friends or are Mm -hmm. you just being polite? And am I just being polite? And do I need to just back off and give you space? I don't know. That's why I don't know when people are flirting with me, Ava. Yeah. Like, are we just being nice because we agreed to do this meetup and like this is what you're suddenly supposed to do to be cordial and then you get the text later on saying, hey, it was great, but it's not going to work. Like, I don't, I can't read that at all. Yeah. So, okay. So, yeah. So you're not really connecting with the person because you're both concentrating so hard. Yeah. Because you're concentrating so hard, you're not uh, being sort of, I'm going to say open, honest, easy going, you're not putting the other person at ease either. And therefore it's like, you're not sure where you stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't really get that authentic mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. You get the formal connection. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, right. So, so here's, I, I'm going to share this. This is not intended. I was not planning on talking about this, but one thing I have learned with work, okay. Is that if you do, you know, like I am an architect. Okay. So I have a client, right. And the client, if I do my job for the client, I get no credit whatsoever because they're paying me money. So I'm doing what I'm supposed to do for that money. Right. It's expected. So there's no relationship. And I really have decided like a lot of what is important with my work is like creating that relationship. So what I need is I need things to go wrong and I need there to be a problem. And so when there's a problem and then you step in and you help resolve that problem and you're taking the, basically what is a headache we'll say for this person. Um, and you're working through that and you're making things better. Then you're establishing like, Oh, I'm there for you. You know, you can tr like, you're giving that you're demonstrating like, Hey, we had a problem. And I was there for you. We helped work through it. We got it figured out and taken care of and things are better. Okay. That starts to establish that relationship and that trust. If you don't have that, if nothing goes wrong and you're just like, you know, in my case, like cranking out drawings, like that's expected. You get no, no credit, no points for it. So you almost like need something to kind of go wrong in order to help show that you're there for the person and that you can, you know, to build that trust and to build that relationship. So that has been interesting to me to kind of notice because when something does go wrong in a project, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything big, but it's like, that's an opportunity to kind of really jump in there and, and create that connection, you know? And I really, for me personally, I, that's one of my favorite things is like, I love having our team of consultants and like get, you know, like that's what we do. We're there, we're working together and we're going to take care of, of, of the clients. And things. So I think the same thing is like, yeah, I could see it. Like if you're a real professional and I used to do this when I first started off, when I was right out of college, I tried to act professional and then you're not showing anything of yourself, you know, and you're not mm -hmm. able to kind of connect with that client. And so it wasn't until later that I kind of like let my guard down and was less professional that that's when things really actually started to kind of click along because mm -hmm. now people are able to actually like, you know, I'm going to say like, know the real me and mm -hmm. know like, okay, like, okay, Steve's a little bit goofy. Um, but he does his work. He gets it done on time. You know, we, we can count on it. If something goes wrong, we know he's going to jump in there and take care of it, you know, all that stuff. And if you're just straight up professional, it's like, you're talking about, you're not, you're not, um, Eliminate you're eliminating a lot of what, mm -hmm, yeah yeah so uh thing, what happens if you is there a difference between meeting a person one-on-one -on -one where you just you know the two of you are talking and the other thing is like i was thinking like when we go to the mark our kinky community center often it's like you're in a group and this other group's there and you kind of have this group interaction is the group interaction easier because there's more people there or is that harder you know, um, I honestly think that it's more challenging for me in a group setting than it is one-on-one -on -one, just because there's more factors in a group setting. I think that gives me more stress and anxiety from like a, like a social anxiety perspective anyway. Yeah. Like the external stimuli from a group is much more than it is from like a one-on-one -on -one person interaction. Yeah. Yeah. One-on-one -on -one person, you literally, you're paying attention to one person yeah. as opposed to in a group setting, you're trying to figure everybody out that you don't know yeah. in the room. Yeah. And then you're trying to hear what the other person's saying over the group. Or if someone has like a joke and it stops the conversation for everyone to listen to the joke, I'm like, okay, well, I was like a really good flow. I thought, and now we stopped and did right. this group <laughs> joke and where do I pick back up? It's a whole thing. I yeah. feel that. Yeah. So yeah.
in general, you all both, I'm going to say, are sort of similar in that, like, you'll have a certain level of anxiety when you're meeting somebody it's new. Like, yeah, called social anxiety. Why? Because you don't know if they're going to judge you or something? Or what do you think causes that? I don't or mind if someone feel? judges me or not. Um, or, you know, and I can be pretty straightforward about like my lifestyle and stuff as it pertains to me, but it's just not knowing what the other person is thinking. And then how I can adapt my answers kind of to meet where they're at, not to, to be the person they want me to be, but I need to kind of know where their energy is and mm-hmm. where my energy needs to get to. Um, and that's hard to do sometimes for me. You think of it a lot as like, as energy though, like energy yeah. levels between the yeah. two people. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting too. Cause yeah, you do want to match, you know, the other person's energy level, um, if one person's really high, they're usually the person that has to come down yeah. to match the others. You know, the person who's lower can't necessarily go higher. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, all right. Let, let me shift topics a little bit then. If we talk about like texting, because so many times if somebody's doing an app, the first initial conversations that come up are over text, you know? So really what we had just been talking about, I think was more of like meeting people in person. So if you're doing it as, as a text through a dating app, whatever, like what, what do y'all feel like is, is like a good conversation starter? Do you have any kind of examples or anything like that, that of like ways that have started the conversation well? Any kind of tips that you, or th- or things you've noticed? Do you want to go first, I, Ava? I can talk about bad things. I can talk about <laughs> things that don't work. I wanted to ask that too. So yeah, <laughs> what, what, what doesn't work? Yeah. What so doesn't that. work is when you send a text message saying, sup. Or you haven't so, read like, my profile. Mm-hmm. You asked me like a question and I'm like, if you would have read my profile, you would have known how to spell my name correctly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or also asking like only like really short, closed, like yes, no type questions mm-hmm. where the conversation doesn't really go anywhere. Open-ended questions you're going to have a lot more luck with, especially once the two of you find something to connect over, something that you are interested in or passionate mm-hmm. about or have in common mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brandy, nobody on this that listens to this show is going to ask you a question that is already covering your profile because they know like first, before I talk to you, I should be getting information about you, Mm -hmm. which means I should look at your pictures, see what's in there. And I should read your profile because I need to, I need to get some information. If I care enough to write you, Mm -hmm. I need to have done my homework and have looked at things. Because the person that actually has their profile is putting work and effort into that too, with the goal of you reading it. Right. So if it's a free resource for you to know something about me before you reach out to me, it's only going to help you. Yeah, or it's it going to, yeah. it's either way, or even if it helps you say, oh, I'm not interested in her based on this, then okay, that's fine. But it's all there to help you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, I, I would add it as a line, like, hey, I noticed this in your profile, you know, tell exactly. me, like, I thought that's that was cool. One. Tell me about that. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's not, the fact that you looked over somebody's profile is not a bad thing. It actually is showing that you took the time to care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, what about uh, in-person meetings? If you're on a coffee, coffee, you're you know getting coffee with somebody or a date. I guess in your all's experience, like what usually kind of gets things started. So in other words, like uh, what what do you start to talk about when you're meeting somebody for, for the very first time? For like maybe you've talked in text. Okay, so this is talked in text. Now you're on your date, your coffee. I'm curious because you guys both go out and date. I'm going to say mm-hmm. more, more than me. Um, mm-hmm. What what gets things started well in those situations? 
That's kind that's of dependent a, on the other person for me. Yeah, that's a really hard question. Bob off them. Where, I, yeah. I'll say like if I'm if if the person that I'm speaking with is reactive like me and the conversation doesn't just start flowing because they're they're extroverted and more talkative because that's always easier for me. If that's not mm -hmm. the case, I generally revert back to referencing something from a conversation that we've already right. had over messaging, right? Or um, talking about uh, like what we like about the place where we're meeting or mm -hmm. also compliments like, oh, I really like that outfit or, oh, I really like that watch or I don't know, like something something about them to try to get them to like talk a little bit about themselves and then we can kind of like delve a little bit deeper from there about like what kind of person they am or you know oh yeah I'm like this too or no I'm different or just something to start conversation about something worth worth discussing that they might enjoy yeah I like how you said like um you know how are they different or like you know basically you're talking about like what do we have that is in common where mm -hmm. are our similar interests you know and I think that's what the relationship really is is the similar interests you know where do you guys overlap if you have different interests that's totally fine everybody's gonna have some different interests but I really do think like yeah we're talking because we're trying to figure out where we overlap right you know? so, yeah I'll also yeah. say on top of that, even if it's something that we don't have in common, if it's something that they are passionate about, they will want to talk about it. And I I love watching people do things that they are passionate about. So if I can get someone to start mm -hmm. talking about a favorite hobby of theirs and their face just lights up, I'm like, just keep talking because I just enjoy watching people, like watching that passion come to life. Yeah. Yeah, right. No, no, no that's great. I, I think you're right. Just watching that passion is i don't want to say it's entertaining but it's more it's, it's infectious yeah you know, we, we we like that yeah it feeds you in a way yeah 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 and i'm just like i get so nervous about going on those type of things um i actually have a list of like first meetup questions that i'll like refer to course, in my phone right before list. i go in and then if i have to go to the bathroom i'll re-refer to it like to help get conversation going or like and i don't think that's necessarily like a weakness that oh if you all just can't hit it off at the beginning like there's no hope there it's just i know how awkwardly um or how socially awkward i am so i try to mitigate that a little bit with like a list I can refer to. So if people hey, need to do that, that's okay. Yeah. We we need your list. Okay. All right. Like really, that would be good to provide to everybody. Okay. Yeah. Can we post that on you. Instagram? That'd be really cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Brandy <laughs> list of I don't know. First date questions. Yeah. First date yeah. questions. Yeah. yeah. I love okay. that. Okay. I'll get it to you. Sure. That's and that I I I hear you explaining this in a way that you feel like it, it's probably like unusual for other people to hear, but I really don't think it's that unusual. Like I will go to an interview, like a job interview with a list of questions prepared already. Right. And right. really the logic isn't that different between an interview. Like, am I going to have a professional relationship with this prospective employer? Am I going to potentially have a intimate or personal relationship with this person on this first date? Like the logic is the same. Mm -hmm. Like it's that, not really that unusual. Friends. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I'll throw in like, if I'm meeting somebody uh, for the first time, it's, it's like, I, I try not to really have an agenda, but it's more of like, I'm not sure where it's going to go, you know? So like, are we going to like kind of connect more as friends? Are we going to find like, oh no, there is like some attraction in there too. And we are interested in doing something, you know, um, more intimate. See, I think that's how extroverts go into a meetup, whereas more introverts, not speaking for everyone, we go into it of like, okay, is this going to be awkward or is it going to be like casual conversations are going to be a yeah. good flow? Uh, that is what you just said is nowhere on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, 
this might irritate people. I go in there and I know like, okay, I'm going to connect with this person. We're going to have something. And, and, and like, I just don't know how it's going to, how we're going to fit together, but I do know we're going to fit together. Well, that's good for you. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that annoying to hear? I don't, I don't actually, I don't think that's annoying. I think that makes a lot of sense, especially following yeah. the episode that we did with Susan recently about like finding the good and the bad in other people and figuring out like where do our lives overlap? Like knowing that there is overlap, we just have to find it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's a good right, perspective right. to have. If anything, I'm not uh, annoyed. I'm like more envious. I'm like, that would be a great outlook to eventually have one day. Yeah. 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 So it, yeah. No, I just, I, and you know, I don't know that I was always like this. I kind of, I don't think that I was, um, I had my biggest issue w- when I was younger was that I would accidentally be annoying, which I know you guys could totally picture. <laughs> so it's not totally gone, but, um, but it was worse. It was just worse, you know, it, it's a, and it wasn't like on purpose or whatever, but that was like the, the most dangerous thing I had. And I think I kind of sensed that. Right. So there was that, a little bit of like worry or dread, uh, you know, if, if, if you met somebody and you liked them, you know, there's, you know, for, for flirting or just like, you know, just to kind of connect with, um, you know, I was afraid, like I could shoot myself in the foot, you know? And then at a certain point, I think I got better at all this stuff to where I was like, I, I do not worry about that now. It's more like, no, we're, no, we're going to have a connection. I'm going to find things that are interesting that I like about you. I, I just know that, you know, about like just about everybody I meet, there's very few people that I meet. There's very few, but there are a few who I've met and just been like, that person is an asshole. It, but it's really, it's really rare, you know, and yeah. you got to be pretty special to stand out like that. You just, Mm -hmm. you know, so, um, all right. Uh, so let me give a little bit of a summary. Okay. So here's what I was trying to think of is, is that in general, I think it's like, okay, texting is often the first way a lot of people start to talk and to connect, you know, whether it's an app or something doesn't have to be, um, I know with us and going to our club where we meet people all the time and it's like face to face. But I think a lot of times, especially if people are like listening and they're interested in dating and stuff, so many times it is texting and, Ava, I think I met you, but Brandy, I know you and I had seen each other, but it was like, really, we started to kind of talk through, not text, but I guess through emails and things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's often the first kind of thing. Texting often, I think, feels a little bit safer because you're home alone at the comfort of your house. It's not, there's not as much risk involved. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, I'd say that you don't feel as much on display. You can take your time yeah. thinking through the response. It's not right. all in live time. You're not physically being like observed by this other person. So there's less pressure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought um, meeting the person face to face, you know, when when you're at the say you're at the coffee shop and they're about to walk in the front door and you're about to have to say something, that's probably that moment that is the most scariest. Yeah. You agree? Yeah. Okay. So you know, with doing the, uh, the welcome munch, the welcome dinners that we have at the, for, for the mark, when new people come in, we tell them like, that's the scariest thing is walking in that door. Once you walk in that door, we're there to greet you and things get better. You know, we're okay. And I thought this is the same exact thing. You walk into that coffee shop, you don't know what the other person is going to be like. That's the scary moment. If you can just get yourself past that scary moment, then things are going to get better. You know, you're going to kind of know where you, you stand. So I do, I thought that was important to kind of point out that like, just get past that moment, you know, just, just maybe just 
you don't have to be comfortable with it. You just don't have to be comfortable with it, you know, but just kind of get past it because once you start talking, it's, I really think things are going to get better for the most part. So that, that's, that to me was like, that's the key thing of like, this, that's the scary time is when you're first meeting the person face to face. Um, and then once you've met, my feeling was, and this was interesting, I thought it was like, you guys were going to say like, oh, if you've met a couple of times, you have learned some things of like shared interests and it, it does then get a little bit easier um, to, to talk to the other person. But what I found really fascinating, <laughs> we have to come back to this somehow or someday, is like that, no, you're like, no, it kind of depends on the person. And I think what mm -hmm. you're saying is like on the connection, how easy are they to connect to? Yeah. Uh, they might be a great person, but it just might be harder to make a connection, you mm -hmm. know, and that's, that's really not a slight on anybody. If that's the case, I know Kimberly and I, we, when we first went out, um, I never run out of things to say. I didn't know what to say to her all the time. And it was really because <laughs> I just didn't know very much, you know, we would have like awkward mm -hmm. pauses at the conversation in the dinner conversation. And I just decided like, I'm not going to worry about those, you know, like how it's just because we don't know each other very well. And we'll, We'll get through that. And, and how do you think can. Kimberly would define herself, introvert or extrovert or anything? In oh, between? she is interesting. Okay, no, this she's an extrovert. Okay, see, I would but not. She's kind of her as an extrovert. I know. So she's a little bit more quiet. I mean, she's going to love this that we talk about her when she's because not here. yeah, I remember <laughs> like when her, her and I when her and I would speak, and even to this day, still like we we have like this like she has the pauses that you're talking about. You all had, mm -hmm. and I think that, and I was like, oh, well, this is just two introverts in the way we talk to each other. Like this makes sense to me, and I was comforted by that because I was like, okay, I understand the pause is just two introverts being. You know, but no, she's extroverted. She, so she's, I'm going to say she, she is all that you just sort of said, I think, I think she would agree with that. Okay. But she pointed out, it's like, where does, when she needs to be around people, that's refreshing to her. That gives her the energy, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's, sure. that's what I think I would tend to classify as an extrovert is really like, no, I get, you know, for me, it's like, I get rejuvenated by being around people. You know, where, yeah. where Ava's Ava, I know where both you too, Brandy, are like, no, like it can be draining being yeah. around people for, yeah. you know, I like people, yeah. but it's going to be draining after a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Um, a couple of tips. Okay. So I would say key when I'm going to summarize these at the end, but it's like in the beginning when you, you don't necessarily know the person, you know, what to talk about. So you really need to start gathering that information, you know? So that is a, going back to like last week's episode where it's like reading the person, paying attention to how they dress, um, you know, and just look for things that make them interesting or unique or tell a story about them. So, um, it, you know, is there something here that you can or should ask about? whether it's in the person's profile, in a photo, if they're standing there in front of you, the way they're dressed or, you know, or, or books they're carrying, anything, just look for clues that uh, tell you stuff about them. And then you can ask, because if you're meeting the person, you're supposed to ask about, you know, that's why you're there to, to find out about them. Um, and the other key thing besides reading the person is to figure out for yourself, like, why do you want to talk to this person? You know, mm. and that is important. Like, why do you want to talk to them? Like, what is the thing that you find is interesting about them? Why do you care enough to want to like meet them for coffee? Know that stuff, you know? And I, I really think most people are not going to come down and be like, because the person was hot, you know, that, that, that one, I think is a stereotype, but also that's just not a very good reason <laughs> to do it. You know, like, mm -hmm. like that's, you know, that doesn't form a connection. So I, but I do think usually it's like, well, why are they hot? 
oh, well, I like their tattoos. They've got this kind of thing that I find is interesting. That looks like the kind of person that really, you know, I like to engage with or, you know, is exciting. There's your answer. That's what got you about that person, you know, and that's not really directly looks. That's more about like reading the person overall. So like figure out like if you are attracted to somebody, then it's like, why are you attracted to them? And just pay attention to that and, and get that in your head. Again, it's about being conscious, not just having it unconscious. Hey, I like them. It's like, be conscious about it. Like, why do you like them? Mm-hmm. And if you know that information, that's going to really kind of help you with conversations and it's going to give you some direction, I think. So. I feel like the advice that you're giving right now, Stephen, maybe challenging for some people i like i remember at a certain point in my journey of like online dating if if you were to ask if you were to say that to me back then i would have been like well i like this person because like the way that their profile is written they seem nice enough and also they're really hot like that generalization um that stereotype that you mentioned like i i feel like a lot of like the way online dating is built these days off of like profile pictures a lot of it really comes down to that like do they look physically appealing to me? Um, and that's not like, it's not that that's not valid, but I wonder if there's a way to, um, for people that are like trying to work on on this, like drill down a little bit deeper and get a little more specific. Yeah, th- that's what I want to suggest is yeah. drill, drill down deeper. Because when you're going like that person is hot, the, the question is why? And if, 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 this is admirable, okay? If you're like, they look like they take care of themselves. They look like they work out. They look like they care about their body. They look like they eat well and are healthy. You know, that's that's admirable. You know, there's nothing bad about that. So so the fact that you're going like, they're hot, the question is why? You know, what mm-hmm. what is it that's attractive to you? And that usually can lead into something, you know, as a, as a first starting point. What, what would you say to someone that said, well, she's hot because she's got a nice rack. Like, how do you, like, those are things that people are going to see like, oh man, I love that picture. She looks so hot. Like, look at her boobs. Yeah. Right? Well, okay. Like, I, f- but just that, for also myself. Might, that also might show what their motivation is. And that's what they would need to be honest about going into an interaction. If it's just to experience these hot boobs, that's perfectly fine. But if it's like to have a relationship and this with this person that have, has hot boobs, like that needs to be defined. And because then, it, yeah, pictures and profiles can be evaluated differently based on what you want out of it. Yeah. And, and I would say, remember this too, okay? Because I think this is... Um there's a lot of evidence that points to this. Okay. It's like, yes, we are all very sex positive. You know, we're, that's, we're, that's part of what this show is about. We're sex positive, Mm -hmm. go have sex. Like that's great. Do it safe. Um, but ultimately people really like (laughs) the way I've thought about it before I had a better way to think of it, you know, better way to explain it was like, why do we get out of our bedrooms? Like if I just wanted to get off, I do not need to leave my bedroom. It's so easy. You know, so what makes me actually want to like get out of the bedroom and go meet somebody else? Okay. And so now I know the answer is like, we crave intimacy. We crave that sort of connection with the other person. So it is not about putting check marks on your bedpost of how many people you slept with. If And if you think that it is, um, I, I think you're probably mistaken or... I don't know. I mean, just need to dig deeper. I just don't think that that's how right. most people operate. Okay. Right. So somebody could be like, well, that's how I operate. Well, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's you. But that, I don't think that is how most people operate. I really think mm-hmm. that what we want as human beings is to have that connection 
that intimacy and intimacy really is the right word from all, everything I've heard and understand now. It's like, that's what people are after. So we're having sex because we want to have that intimacy with somebody else. Otherwise we can just stay in the bedroom by ourselves and have all the sex we want. And it's fucking easy as hell. I got to find know. someone to use that glove though. Remember? Right. You got two hands. No, well, that's a little awkward. <laughs> a little awkward but yeah. Angles are not the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you know i would have to say like sex is i just find it always so much better it, i don't know I, I, this is funny but i'm gonna say it, it feels better when it is with somebody else you yeah. know and, and i think that is partially in our i think there's actually a lot in our head it's it's the connection part that really um does something for us you know i'm all about like Yes, we can go fuck, but I, you know, fucking somebody's mind, and I say that in the best, nicest kind of way, playing with their mind, like that's the best thing. You know, that is the best thing. So that's, again, that's just me personally. But um, I, I don't think when we look at somebody and say, that person's hot, it's I want to be with them because of their rack. I don't think that's what it is. I would tend to look personally, again, I look at the person and I tend to see them as an overall whole, um, even if it's like, okay, they have some great breasts. Okay. That's fine. But it's going to be like, now I'm more aware of like other aspects of them. And it's like, yeah, like I'm attracted to them because they look like, you know, whatever I'm going to say, they're in great shape and they look like they take care of themselves and that's awesome. And somebody else who maybe is not in great shape though, it's like, they can have a fucking smile that just gets you. You know, mm -hmm. so it's not just, there's all kinds of things. Don't think like, oh, you have to have a great body in order to be attractive. Like, I just think that's a misconception. It's an right. oversimplification. You know, it is, if you have character and that comes across in your photos, whatever, like that does more than any, mm -hmm. the face is where it is all at. You can have a great rack. That's fine. But your face is what is going to pull people in. It, it just is, you know, that's the most that's expressive kind of thing you have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. That's the part we love the most. We really do. I, I, I'm sure there's studies that show that. Uh, okay, so I had a suggestion on texting. And hmm. again, this is just, some of these are my thoughts. And, you know, Ava and Brandy, I appreciate you all because sometimes you come in, you challenge me or you point me in a different direction. And it's like, not necessarily that my thoughts are wrong, but that maybe they're not as expanded as well as, mm -hmm. as what they could be. And that's, again, why we have a group of us on the on the podcast to be able to kind of talk through this. Um Tell me what you think about this. So with texting, my suggestion is like, so back past podcast, we did attraction and we did trust. Those were the first two that we kind of did on this, this series that we're working through. Okay. I think many people will start off and be like, oh, I need to try to show that I'm attractive to this. I need to attract this person to me. You know, and I'm going to say that's, um, don't, don't start with that approach. Instead, I would say work on building trust. You know, so the attraction stuff, again, I meet somebody, I don't know which category we put them in. Are we going to be friends? Is it going to be a romantic relationship? Is it just going to be like sex and play part or play partners? I don't know that answer. Right. So when I'm starting off, I'm not directly flirting with the person. Um, and I think that's kind of intentional. You know, it's like, I just don't know where they kind of stand. Okay. So, but what I am trying to do is connect is make a connection. And so that's really is on that trust aspect. So my suggestion is if you're doing texting, don't start trying to make yourself attractive, but instead start by trying to establish some trust and some safety and showing that you can connect with the person that you are safe to talk to that sort of thing. So I was going to say like, you know, tell the person like why you're writing them tell the person what you think is cool about them. 
tell the person like if you find like oh we have a shared interest you know that could be like we like the same football team or something like that anything any shared interest you know that's great um uh, you can start off with a question. I think if it's rel relevant and it sort of leads into like finding like a shared interest that you have. So you could say like, hey, I saw you had a Tennessee Titans jersey there in the background of your picture. Like, are you a sports fan? Because you're trying to kind of ask. So you're, you know, searching for the, the thing about like where the shared connection is. You don't want to just be an interview person, just ask somebody a whole bunch of questions and you know, that can be annoying after a while, right. but you know, qu questions can, can be good. Just kind of know like where you're leading or what, again, why you're asking the things. Mm -hmm. So, um, so then I had a fun idea. Oh no. Brandy, have you looked through any of the notes for today? Please say no. I have not. That's awesome. I'm okay. So, so I wanted to share with, everybody. you know how I feel about surprises. That's good. No, I like it when I like it when you're unprepared. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> what I know is I know that Ava will be like, yes, I've read through the show notes and, and Brandy would be like, uh, no, I've not done that, you know, no, and that's totally fine. But I do intentionally, like, I not do that on purpose so that I don't over prepare my answers and thoughts and get in my head about it and then just not yeah. make a sentence. Yeah. 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 No, so I, let's I just know. Say I'm and not lazy. I am I choosing that. intentionally to not put in effort. I know that. And, and I actually appreciate that. I mean, I really do because I think. Yeah, that, that's that going to get my helps. most authentic response, you know. So I wanted to share yeah. with everybody, like, uh, as far as like text messages and things like that go. First time that I wrote to Brandy <laughs> because I was really fucking scared, like really scared. And um, I wrote you, Stephen. <laughs> and it wasn't just it wasn't just I wrote you and I wrote one other person i'm trying to think it was two other people i think it was just i think it was you and one other person right and so the background on this was there was a rope class and um i'm not very good with rope and i wanted to get better with rope and so i was like i'm gonna go to the open rope class you know and it was like a three to four hour long class okay mm -hmm. and um and Kimberly's like, well, I hate rope ropes. Like, why? I'm not doing that class four hours of that. I'm not doing that. I'm like, okay, I understand. Right. So I thought like, well, I need to find a partner. Cause I thought you have to have a partner. One person's going to do the tying. One person's going to get tied up. So, uh, anyway, so, so this is the note that I sent to Brandy. Oh goodness. Um, oh, this is how, you know, we did not know each other. So I wrote, not at all. Brandy. Yeah. And I'm just like, man, I'm going to come across as the wrong, you know, wrong person and kind of weird. And I had all those fears. Okay. Which again, just know that that's, that's fine. Um, mm -hmm. Brandy. Hi, my name is Steven. I've seen you and your partner once before, I think at the last Spanko night, we never actually bumped into each other or talked, but I do remember seeing you both. The reason I'm writing is that I'm going to the open rope class this weekend and I'm trying to find a partner. The people I I generally play with are either busy or out of town or just not into rope. I noticed you were on the maybe going list. And so I thought that I'd write and see if you would like to go with me. I know most of the people who attend the Mark, that's the kinky community center that we offers the classes. So if you'd like references, please feel free to ask them about me from our mutual friends list. I see that, you know, blah, 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 and blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. I believe that they'd all have good things to say about me. And if you wanted to meet meet up before the class for coffee or something like that, I'd be happy to do so. Whatever you're comfortable with. And no pressure if you're not comfortable with meeting or going either. I understand that it's all short notice. 
Thanks, Brandy, and I hope to hear from you soon, Stephen. Okay, then Brandy writes me back. How late? How long does it say? How how like how how long it took me to reply? I'm just wondering. Is there like a time stamp on it? I don't know that answer. I'm just um, wondering. I think you wrote like maybe the next day or something like that. Okay. Okay. So okay. So then Brandy writes back. Hey, Stephen. Thanks for reaching out with such a respectful message. Yes, you're correct about my wife and I attending the most recent Spanko Park at the park. I do recall seeing you there as well. I already have someone to attend this Saturday's rope class with for a majority of the time. Prior obligations have him needing to leave the class early at 5 p.m. If you're still planning to attend and need a rope partner for any part of the remaining hour of the class, I'd be more than happy to do so. If that does not work for you, as I realize it's not an ideal offer or situation, at least say hi to me after the class, please. Smiley face. The way you approached your message has more than put me at ease to feel comfortable with you, whether it be part-time or at Saturday's class, or maybe if I'm needing a future class. So don't hesitate to reach out again in the future if need be. Brandy. (laughs) So... So that, so the nice that you were so nice. Okay. But it was like all my nervousness about things like, like here's this guy and he's writing mm-hmm. me and he's just trying to come up with a line of like why he wants like, Oh, yeah, did you get nervous part. when you received the reply? Like, Oh gosh, I wonder what she's going to say. Are you, are you not one of those type of people? Like you were like, no, oh, I was, I, I was rep- just, I was just you know fucking I mean. nervous the whole time. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. This <laughs> okay. is adorable. Right. So I do. I know. I know. Oh so God. what it told, but I did learn from this though. The other person that I wrote, so you were mm-hmm. not a, you had somebody you were going to be at the class with and things like that. Okay. But you, mm-hmm. but you were very nice, you know, in that response, you were very nice. The other person I wrote was, you know, sort of similar the way I kind of structured the email and like telling them, you know, and they came back and they said like, uh, like I'm, I forget. It was like, I can't go or I'm not going to be there or something like that. But then they're like, but my friend, I think, you know, is interested in going, let me talk to her and I'll see if she would like to go with you. And so that's what ended up happening. And, um, so I just thought like out of the two things, you know, I was nervous about writing you both. And then both of both responses from each of you was positive. And the other person was like, you know, I'm going to say sort of so positive. They were like, let me get my let friend. Let me help you with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to encourage people like, to, you know, yes, it's totally fine and, and and normal to be kind of nervous about some of this stuff. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's normal. Just, you know, t- if you don't take the chance, you never, that's what motivated me. I was like, I just have to do this. If I don't write anybody, I'm not going to get to go to the class, mm-hmm. you know? Now I found out later is like, you do not have to have a partner. You know, they try to make those classes as open for people as, as possible. Mm-hmm. And so that, you know, you do not need a partner, but I didn't know that at the time. So, um, but let me break this down. I want to go through this because one of the things I'm going to suggest this later on again is talking to somebody is one thing. If you're doing writing, you have the ability to slow things down and sort of craft what you're going to say and think about what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. If you work on the writing part, those skills will translate later into, um, into conversation. So I do this at work. When I'm writing a work email, I'm sitting there trying to think like, what am I trying to do? Oh, the client is scared that this is going to mess, get messed up. So I need to put the client at ease then tell them, you know, how we're going to fix this thing. And then, you know, whatever else, you know, go into something else. Okay. So I, I sort of have like a mental structure that I'm sort of thinking about, like, what are my, 
I'm going to say kind of goals, you know, of it. Okay. And, but when you're writing the thing, you know, I'll start writing it and then I'll be like, oh, I should like put them at ease at the front and I'll go back in and add my sentence in there. So as you start writing, you have the ability to kind of craft and think about this in a way that you, you can't do it as easily in the moment when you're having the conversation. But if you work on the writing aspect, it's going to translate. You're going to learn certain aspects. And when you have the conversations later, you're just going to be better at having the conversations. So writing is a great place to like really take some time and focus and work on it. Even if you don't think you're a very good writer, I don't think of myself as a good writer. Um, I don't, but I, but I do feel like, okay, actually I've gotten better at it, you know, and I do have some, some goals now as I write. So let me break, break this down. Like what my thought process was. So break down my writing. So I said, you know, Brandy, hi, my name's Steven. I see you and your partner. I have seen you and your partner once before. And I, th I think the last spanker night, we never actually bumped into each other or talk, but I do remember seeing you both. So I'm trying to establish that we're like in the same circles and that I am aware of who she is, but that we've only just like seen each other. Mm -hmm. You know, we haven't really had the conversation yet. And I say, the reason I'm writing is that I'm going to open rope class this weekend and I'm trying to find a partner. So I'm stating like why I'm writing her and what my intent is. The people I generally play with are either busy or out of town and just not into rope. So again, intent. I noticed you were on the maybe going list, so I thought I'd write and see if you would like to go with me. So in my head, I'm trying to say like, I'm not a stalker, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not trying to just feed you a line. So I'm trying, I'm really working at trying to establish the, the trust part, you know? So I said, you know, like, I noticed you were on the maybe going list. Like, you know, why did, how did I find you? And I'm just trying to establish some safety. I know that most of the main people who attend the mark, oh, I know most of the main people who attend the mark. So if you'd like references, please feel free to ask me, ask them about me. So I'm not even saying like, ask me, I'm saying, go ask them. You don't mm -hmm. need my permission. Go ask them about me. From our mutual friends list, I see, you know, blah, 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 these certain people. Again, I'm just trying to establish the safety for Brandy. I, I believe that they'd all have good things to say about me. So there I'm sort of establishing reputation and credibility. Like I'm trusting mm -hmm. that what you're going to hear from them is going to be good, you know? And mm -hmm. I think, yes, you should go talk to them. But also I think I'm saying like, like you can trust me because what you're going to hear from them is going to be fine and good. And then there's also a certain amount of like social proof. You know, it's like one thing if I say something, but if like friends say something good about me, it's like that has more weight, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's so mm -hmm. social proof matters and has, you know, an impact on us. Um, if you wanted to meet up before the class for coffee or something like that, I'd be happy to do so. Now, this this could sound like I'm just trying to get a date, okay? But really what I'm trying to do is like, I'm again, it's safety. I'm willing to do the extra step that is needed to help Brandy feel comfortable and, and to say yes, that she would do this. Um, then I say, whatever you're comfortable with, no pressure if you're not comfortable with meeting or going either. I understand it's all short notice. Thanks, Brandy, and I hope to hear from you soon, Stephen. So doing all this, like stating my intent, the rep, my reputation, establishing safety, and showing that I'm going to take care of her, like try to demonstrate that, all this stuff, which is basically trust, and sa you know, safety, comfort, trust, all that, though, is attractive. So you're like mm -hmm. indirectly demonstrating attractiveness. So those two, safety and attractiveness, like do overlap. And that's what I want to kind of point out. So you like, you don't necessarily have to have like the pickup line. You don't necessarily have to talk about how awesome you are. If you are just having a regular conversation and being safe and showing that you're going to like 
what be respectful and care for the other person like that's going to actually have some attractive traits and qualities to it mm -hmm. w would you all agree with that yeah i absolutely agree with that i i relate a lot of this conversation back to i think previous episodes where we've talked about at least from from my perspective as a woman like when someone approaches me I have to very, very quickly establish whether or not I feel safe around them. We've we've had conversations yeah. in previous episodes about this in the past, right? So we have to very, very quickly figure out like, what is this person's intention? Are they just trying to get in my pants? Are they a creep? Are they weird? Are they, you know, going to physically harass me until I do what they want? Like, we really have to make that that decision of like, how much trust am I going to give you very quickly? Or do mm -hmm. I just shun you immediately because I don't want to take that risk? Mm -hmm. So everything that you did in here, everything that you're saying that that folks should do comes back to, you know, whatever is in my power to establish that I am a safe person, that I don't have an alternative agenda or anything like that to create this like open door environment where a connection is possible because you're not worried about whether or not this person's a creep. Yeah. 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 And I also liked that you added in, I realized it's a short notice. And for me, when I read that, I was like, okay, so like, and I was trying to think of like, if I have to decline kindly or like, for me, I was comfortable enough telling the honest truth because I had, I was going with another partner, but that also offers someone like a no excuse, no thank you by saying, you're right, this, this is a little bit too short timing for me. Um, but thank you so much for reaching out and I appreciate you think, you know. Yeah. Like that. I like that you almost offered them the, if they needed help figuring out how to say no, you offered them one. Yeah. And I'll say I, I do that on purpose. I mean, mm -hmm. Kimberly will tell you, I do that. I do that with my kids all the time. It's like, if I want an honest answer from you, then I give you the out. So you do not have to make up an excuse or whatever. Right. You know, Make and it so safe what, to say no. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. kind of giving, in this case, I'm giving Brandy the power, right? So she's, she doesn't have to say anything. She doesn't have to come up with excuses or anything like that, right? She's got mm -hmm. the power. She can just say no. And it's that easy, right? But by often when you give the other person the power like that, it lets Brandy feel comfortable enough that she then communicates to me and and feels comfortable saying yes, you know? So yeah, that that is, I don't want to say it's a technique, but that is def definitely something I try to do because, and all it is is like, I'm just trying, what can I do to make you feel safe and comfortable it's it's not a trick mm -hmm. it, it's like legit you know and yeah. and and i think when you do that the great things happen so let me throw this in ava you mentioned again this is steve going off on a tangent but you mentioned like you, you know am i just trying to get in your pants kind of thing you know mm -hmm. and so if i had done something like this had a conversation we'll, let's say with brandy and Maybe it's in-person conversation, right? But I'm establishing the trust. And so Brandy at the end comes away being like, okay, no, I, I feel like I can really trust this person. You know, like I might not know them totally well, but I feel we're off to a good start. If I then, as an example, was like, you know, hey, I'm only, you know, I'm only around for a day or so or something like that, you know, and I, you know, I, I'm attracted to you and I feel like a connection with you and things like that, um, you know, would you want, only around like one night would you want to maybe sleep you know get together and sleep with me or, or spend the night or whatever okay you know you ask a the question there for the one night stand if you've established the trust you you all tell me if i'm wrong that makes it easier for you all to consider things and be like mm, 
okay, yeah, like I'll do this, you know, because the person is sort of, you know, where things stand, they're being upfront with you, they're talking to you about what they're asking, right? And so you don't have to do it, but you, does it make it feel safer, more chance to say yes, because the person has established the safety thing first? Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. If I don't have to yeah. question your motivation or your motive, if I feel mm-hmm. like I understand exactly what you're looking for, I'll be mm-hmm. much more open to it because I'm not trying to figure yeah. you out. Right. Right. And so that's, I, that's what I want to kind of get across to people too, is like, um, this is ethical seduction. You know, it's like mm-hmm. your best chances are not to be trying to sneak around or do anything. But if you lay things out and you let the other person know where you stand and what you're interested in, there's nothing wrong with asking. Again, Brandy, I would like to sleep with you, but no pressure. You don't have to. And it's totally fine if you don't want to, like, you know, I'm just saying I would like to, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just putting it out there. Then, mm-hmm. you know, give all the power to the other person. They can say whatever they want. There's more chance that the person's going to feel comfortable and safe and be like, you know, I'm kind of attracted to you too. I would like to do this, you know? So another I mean, that- um, technique that I've seen used is rather than straight up asking it, sometimes what can feel a little bit safer when you're the person asking for, you know, do you want to do this with me, whether it's sexual or not is I, I refer to it as kind of like throwing it out in the universe. Like, Hey, I, I find you super attractive. If you were ever interested in doing something like this, please let me know. Rather than saying, hey, do you want to do this? Just like, like I would be totally open to this. If that is interesting to you at any point, definitely let me know. We can talk about it. You just said that so much better than I did. Thanks. <laughs> that is, I'm, I'm jealous now. I'm like, that, that is a really nice way to say it. No, that's great. That is really good. That is really good. Uh, I, I, I'm not going to be able to remember that, but I need to remember that. That's, that was really good. Because well, that is a nicer, the, the, it's a nicer, kinder way to do it. Yeah. Well, and it, it also takes the pressure off of giving an answer right now. I mean, for mm-hmm. me, a lot of times I kind of want to mull things over. So if you ask me something in the moment, legit, like my, somebody that I work with a couple of days ago, like invited me over to their place for, to, for a barbecue on Friday. And I didn't know, I, I wasn't sure if I want it. I'm like, that sounds interesting, but do I really want to drive all the way out there for that right did now? They all, did they ask you on the Friday about coming that Friday? Yeah, it was just an oh. in-passing in conversation. They're oh. like, hey, like I'm doing this with my family. Do you want to come over? Like I might I might be babysitting this person's kids. I'm like, right. you can come meet the kids. Right. I was like, oh, that sounds nice, but I'm really, really tired. I don't know. And that's what I was thinking. And out, out loud, I'm like, oh, that's so kind of you to offer. And then not knowing what to say after that because I wasn't prepared to answer. So if you ask right. someone something without give, putting them in a position where they have to answer right mm-hmm. in that moment, that, that gives them the freedom to think about it and not put that pressure of, oh, I need to make a decision right this second. Mm-hmm. It makes it safer for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like she could have invited you two days earlier and said, you know, just think about it. Let me know by Friday. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Something exactly. like that. Yeah. Instead of ask on the day the event was happening. Yeah. Uh, so Kimberly tried to break up with me. Wait, when? A On your 50th birthday? Yeah. A long time. So we had, first, we had, <laughs> Birthday we had, surprise. we were, we had, uh, you know, started to like actually officially sort of date, you know? So at first it was like, oh, we're just play partners. We do things, but it's not really like relationship, you know? And then it was like, no, I think we want a relationship. And then she got nervous and so decided like, oh, I can't do this. And so she tried to break up with me. Right. And I think the reason, the only reason she didn't, she had it set in her mind. Like I'm, this is a done deal, happened, you know? Yeah. And so we, we met and I get the text and I'm like, oh, this doesn't sound very good. So we, you know, we meet and things. And, um, and basically my thing was like, well, I really don't want you to, like, I really like you if you need to, that's okay. And I understand. Um, but I been disappointed and I'm just asking you maybe to 
trust and just see a little bit longer about how things go. But, you know, again, if you can't, then I understand. And so there was enough of, again, I think like this sort of like me giving her the power control over the situation to be like, she felt comfortable enough taking a little bit longer risk to see how things would go. And I swear the next day, everything was fine. Like going forward, everything was fine. So it was just like that one moment where she wasn't sure about it mm-hmm. and just kind of talk. But, you know, it's funny to just be like, well, what happened if she had like held to her guns? Then we would not be married. You know, it was you like everything would be together. so different. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, her, her, her thoughts back then were not necessarily bad, wrong thoughts, but it was just her kind of being nervous and stuff. And the only thing I think that kind of helped me through that was to be honest be like, well, like, I'm not going to stop you, but you know, to be honest, I hope that you don't because I like you. You Mm -hmm. It it was basically me being vulnerable, you know, putting that out there Mm -hmm. is what saved it. So, um, let's talk about small talk. Brandy, you mentioned it earlier and I have decided small talk is really important. So I know you have. No, you were, okay. <laughs> so you were interesting though. You because you said like you've gotten better at it, but it's draining, right? Is that how you? I've gotten better it? at faking it. Like it seems natural to most people watching me, but for me that takes a ton of effort and energy. And at mm-hmm. the end of it, I am a hundred percent completely drained. Need to take a nap. Just got to recharge somehow. Yeah, but I can do it. Um, I just got to still work on that enjoyable factor eventually. It's like doing it, enjoying it, and it not being such an energy drainer. Ava, what about you? Do you hate it or or what is your feelings? I don't hate it necessarily, but it very much kind of depends on where I am energy-wise. So kind of overlapping with Brandy's response in that I need to be prepared. I need to be on. I need to have the energy. I need to have the mentality. Like Mm -hmm. the environment needs to be right for it to go well. If I Mm -hmm. have had a really long day and I'm super stressed out and I show up with like zombie brain where I just, everything is just kind of fuzzy and hazy. I'm not really, I'm not going to be able to think of the questions that would generate an interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. So again, if you get another person that I'm talking to that is more reactive than proactive or more introverted than extroverted, I'm going to struggle to be able to like push that conversation forward if I don't have the Mm -hmm. right energy for it. Right. So I'll give an example, Ava, of what happened to me this week. Um, I went into work and it was like, surprise, you have a preceptee assigned to you and you're going to be your preceptor. And I was like, okay, well, we know how I feel about surprises, but let's just be a team player. (laughs) And so I knew she was going to be with me for two days back to back for like 10 hours. And so the first day I devoted a lot of energy to getting to know her, basically to get all the chatter out of the way, all the small talk, thinking the next day, we're not going to have to talk very much. No, this girl went home and 18 hours later, she came back with all new information to tell me about. And I'm like, this, no, like I devote all this energy yesterday. So we didn't have to do this today. Like I got to know you, listen to all the stuff. And then I think maybe I was just so friendly that she came back with even more the next day, which backfired on me. Yeah, but, you set the um, bar for her. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man. And then at one point she was talking and we like was going through like all these houses she was looking. At. I'm like, is this like the last day you're with me? And she said, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, then why am I learning all this when I'm never going to see you again? <laughs> it was very difficult oh, to man. invest energy and time. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I'm never going to see you again. Hey, so that's something that person probably should kind of be a little bit aware like what is your interest level you know she's probably thinking like you're more interested than you really are and well and i think i give that vibe off 
because I'm just trying to, if we're talking about them, then it doesn't become awkward talking about me. So I seem really engaged with them, which is me faking it to a certain extent, but I do care about what they're saying and want them, you know, that to be acknowledged, but I don't do a good balance of, oh yeah, that's interesting. Mm, like those, those conversation enders, closers, mm -hmm. I'm not good at. Your personality is very accommodating and sometimes yes. people can, can take that and run a mile with it. Yeah, they do. I just heard something yeah. the other day. It said 98, 99% of conversations, somebody feels like the conversation went too long. Like, <laughs> yeah, which It's just really rare that both people would match up and be like, that conversation was the perfect length. You right. know, like that doesn't right. usually happen. Usually somebody kind of runs out. And so, yeah, just, I'm going to say this. You just pay attention. If you notice, start looking for signs and the person's, yeah, you know, waning a little bit. Mm -hmm. get better at reading those signs, you know, and, yeah. and then you'll know to like, okay, it's no offense. I just need to edit it and, and shorten what I was saying. Yeah. Um, a Ava with, uh, well, both of you, I get, do you all feel like the small talk just doesn't have substance versus I'm going to say regular talk has substance. Is that a way to describe the difference between the two? Uh, I think that is a trick question because there oh. is definitely substance in small talk. It really just depends on what kind of substance that you're looking for. Hey, this I, is your I, first I, conversation with someone for the first time and you're going to talk about their pets and their jobs and their hobbies and stuff like that. Like that seems pretty shallow and very surface level, but it's also like an important part of getting to know someone. There's, mm -hmm. there's not a lack of substance there. It's a, it's a type of substance is my opinion. Okay. Um, I was not thinking of those words, but actually that is something I was going to try to lead into. So th thank you. <laughs> Brandy, what do you think? I mean, do you agree with that? I agree with that. Yeah. Especially what she said. Like, I mean, you can have what's considered small talk and it still be informative, um, and have value. When is it um, not, not draining for you? not draining for me when is the conversation not draining for you so it's no longer small small talk is draining yeah but if you're having connecting talk like i feel like you and i can talk and i, right. I hope i hope to god you're not like oh my god steve is so draining well steven i've been mean to tell you something <laughs> no um no 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 that's a good question i think for me personally it it elevates out of small talk like Basically, when I've gotten comfortable to tell them what I feel like is important about me and they're like, OK, that's all great. Let's move forward. But up until me feeling comfortable revealing stuff about myself, it's still considered very casual, small talk. Um, because once I, you know, once I reach that comfort level where I can tell things about myself, like my lifestyle or my my past or what have you, um, then I feel comfortable with the person that we could have some substantial conversation. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What I was going to suggest, so like a small talk, Ava, just like you said, it's, it's got a purpose. Okay. So I, I, this is one of these things, like until I started doing these classes and ethical seduction things, I didn't think about it. Right. And then after hearing people come and talk about it, I started to realize like, Oh, like everybody's like, Oh, I hate small talk, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I had to think about like, why do you hate small talk? But, but I think you're right. Ava, a small talk does have a purpose. And I think that that purpose is like, you don't know the person yet. And you're working to get into better, more connecting conversations. So that is, I think, the purpose of what that what we call small talk. Okay, so that can be like I don't know this person, therefore it takes more energy 
to find those things. Now, once I find those things and we have those overlapping shared interests and, and, you know, then it's like, it flows easier and it probably Mm -hmm. is less draining, you know, Brandy, like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So I think the small, the, the small talk, if you don't do it well, maybe it goes on for a long period of time. If you do it better, you're able to find those connecting things, those things that are interesting and that put the other person at ease faster. You know, so I think it is a skill that you can kind of develop. So um, getting ready for this podcast, I really tried to think more about it. So I was like, you know, small talk, you know, if you you can read the person to find out, like, what are some cool things that you want to talk about them? Just like what we talked about the last last podcast, reading people, okay? Look for the things that are interesting for things that you can talk about and can connect. Again, gather your information first. Um, Just starting just start talking and sort of see where it goes. Um, you know, let them guide the conversation or pull it in the, if you're trying to force a conversation, that is not necessarily where the other person wants it to go. Mm-hmm. There's less chance of them being happy with that direction. If you let them kind of guide the conversation and you follow their interests and like in some respects, you know, don't talk about yourself, but like, you know, find out what they're interested in talk about that. That's going to really kind of help you know, things flow, it's going to help them feel more at ease. Um, Try not to flounder, try not to dominate the conversation and try to maybe share equal time or give them more time to talk. You know, people, people do like to talk, um, but it's usually it has to be like they feel comfortable out opening up and something that they're interested in. Um, Then uh, a couple other tips, I'd say like, just use the same tips we mentioned before for like texting. So tell the person like why you're excited to meet them. Tell the person what you think is cool about them. Tell the person like if you find shared interests, the same general rules of texting will apply to like meeting somebody for the first time and having small talk. And then I think this too, like you've met for coffee or for whatever. Okay. It's like, this is the time Ava, you were saying like to ask questions to like, get to know who this other person is. And you guys decided to meet because you wanted to know each other. So that's, it's appropriate now to ask questions and to be interested in who the person is. So to have that attitude of being exploratory, being interested, finding out, you know, where your shared interests are and like what you're going to overlap on, like that, that's kind of cool to talk about and to, to investigate. So, you know, for me, I'm like, I don't, I try not to have an agenda, uh, you know, don't try to get this person to like you. Don't try to push those like attractive traits, but you know, just be safe and be genuine and be interested in finding out who this person is. Uh, and then I'd say, don't ask too many questions where it's overwhelming or puts pressure on them. Uh, it needs to feel safe and easy and yeah, let them do as much talking, I guess, as, as possible. If you, if you get on a subject that, like that, uh, and then, um, for me, and I think, I think a lot of people would say this, okay, but like be playful. That's how I very often go into conversations. Again, at work, you know, in the very beginning, I was like sort of too formal, too professional and not able to connect because of that. So if you're playful, if you kind of let your guard down, uh, being playful, I think can help the other person feel more at ease, uh, just with, with things. So if you're creating a, an experience, if you're able to do that, it's kind of a little special moment, special moment. Cause often it's the very first time you've met, you know, if it's a, at the coffee shop or on a, on a date or something and just keep it easy, fun and safe. And then flirting, which we're going to talk about that really kind of next 
next podcast Mm -hmm. that can come later, you know? So I really kind of feel like you're first trying to establish the trust with the person, find some shared interests. And then later you can slide into, um, you know, changing it into flirting and changing it into like, well, I feel, I feel a connection with you. I do kind of like you, you know, now I'm going to start to flirt with you. And then you can kind of like, again, test the waters and see, should I flirt with this person? Is it going to be safe to flirt with them? Are they going to feel comfortable when I do flirt with them? And you can kind of slide into that. So that, that we're going to try to really focus on more next week. But I think that kind of stuff, you don't have to do it at first, you know, do it, do it later. Um, do it later when it, when it's a little bit safer. So, uh, another tip, just look for micro expressions when you're having the conversation with the person, you know, if you see them suddenly smile at something just for like a flash across their face, you know, think about like like what, Mm -hmm. what just happened there, you know, Mm -hmm. and then maybe you can ask them about it. And that can be a fun moment. Like, wait a minute. Like I just saw you smile. Like what you like that, didn't you? Something, what was, what was interesting about that? You know, that can be a really fun kind of thing to, mm-hmm. to do, but reading the person, looking for those expressions while you're talking to them, you know, that's, that's going to give you a lot of clues about how things are going. Um, and then lastly, I started, tell me what you all think about this. This is kind of unfinished thought, like asking for what you want. So, um, like, how am I going to, how am I doing with you? You know, like, am I interesting? Do you like me? I wouldn't, you have to ask that at the right time, but that's kind of like a, a sort of thing like, you know, or like better yet was like, may I hold your hand, you know, or at the end, like, I would like to kiss you. May I kiss you? Asking for what you want. Like those two examples are better, you know, of like, this is something I would like to do. I'm expressing intent, letting you, I'm letting you safely say no, you know, but I think that that's kind of good. What What are your thoughts like? about that too, with, with conversations and how that kind of stuff fits in. I think it's important to ask for what you want. I think it's important to be clear about, you know, how you think things are going and where you would like things to go next. Mm-hmm. Um, I being a super socially anxious, introverted person kind of go back to how do I ask this in the most um, low pressure way possible, mm-hmm. especially when you think through, um, you know, uh, what's the word that I'm thinking of? Women, women are, are, women have less power than men, right? Like we've, we've learned that, like there are many ways where women are not treated fairly compared to men. So there's this sort of like underlying power imbalance that comes to situations like those. Um, so like if you were the person with the perceived more power, culturally speaking or socially speaking, is there a way for you to ask this in a way that is, that offers less pressure? Um, you know, and that kind of goes back to my example earlier of, you know, if when you are ready or if you would like, I I would really love to kiss you or mm-hmm. hold your hand or, or whatever that example is, right? Like how do I ask this in a way that is offers less pressure on that person to decide to accommodate me simply because they feel pressured? My two cents. No, that's great. Yeah, I, I didn't have this fully thought out, but I thought like, no, you probably, you do want to ask for what you want, but I think it's like, with tact and yes. at the right time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, real quick thought I had about sexting. I wanted to kind of throw this in there because we're talking about conversations, right? And so sexting is a way of having a nice, dirty conversation. Um, so there's a couple of things that came to mind and you all can add 
add to this, please? Because again, I just made this up for the podcast, but tell me what you think. Okay. So first off, I thought there's like, there's kind of a wrong way to, to do sexting. Okay. And so that is like, if, if I'm writing like, like, oh my God, my cock is like so hard now. You all might be like, uh, okay, great. Good, good luck with that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's it's nice. not Right. <laughs> so I was starting with that point. Not that I would ever say that other people say that okay. and then be like, well, okay, if that's not right, like what is, what is the part that does work? And I feel like I do this pretty well. Um, I probably done it with you all and, and it, okay. So it's like, what am I doing? And I thought like, well, actually I think what works is when you're making about the other person, right? So the type of the style I'm going to say that I sort of have is I would say like, you know, Ava, I love your dirty mind. It just, it comes so naturally to you, doesn't it? <sighs> You know, so naturally. listen to the laughter. Listen to the laughter. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm doing is I'm really giving you a compliment, you know, but it's like this weird, twisted, dirty, dirty, nice compliment, you know, and Brandy, you know, you're going to make me think impure thoughts now. <sighs> good. Yeah. So, th so those, <laughs> I think what's going on there, like why those would be good is because they're about the other person and they're not mm -hmm. necessarily directly mm -hmm. sexual. They're kind of, you know, they're not like my cock is so hard now. Um, they're, they're, they're about the other person as a person, you know? Um, another thing to add is like, I don't think like if you're at the grocery or at work, you should don't pretend like you're like lying in bed and your cock is so hard now, like, like just at, be honest kind of about like where you are and then just twist it. And again, think about like what's honestly going through my head. So I could be like, you know, like, how am I supposed to work? You know, like you have me totally mm -hmm. distracted. Um, I'm not supposed to be sexting you while I'm at work and you are a bad influence mm -hmm. on me. Yeah, I can't help it and I love it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love the, you guys laughing at this. Yeah. I love these examples. This is yeah, great. Please good. continue. Mm -hmm. So the last part of that, maybe when I wrote that, I thought like, oh, well, I also like to combine opposites, you know? So it's like you're, this is again, the playful kind of aspect is that you're, you're combining like, like I'm at work this is dirty and wrong because you're not supposed to be texting me dirty things at work and distracting, you know, you're combining these things. Okay. So you're a horrible person for doing this. I love it. You know, when you throw those kind of contrast in there, it's just fun, playful language, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so I thought a couple of those I wrote down real fast was like, you know, that is a wonderfully horrible idea. Let's go do it. <laughs> you know? And like, you are such Ava, you're such a horny, dirty little thing. And I have totally got a crush on you. Oh, mm, that's that. cute. We, we gotta go into like the card making business. These would be, oh, I would buy these yes. cards. That I would, would be buy really these good. cards. Ethical, ethical seduction yeah, ethical on seduction Etsy coming brand. soon. Yes. You can buy them at Hallmark anywhere in the oh, restricted man. aisle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The restricted aisle. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, we'll do more on sexting, I think. I mean, do you have, have anything you want to add to that? No, I'm terrible at it. So please bestow, yeah, bestow your knowledge upon me. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll, we'll talk about it more, but that was like some, 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 the, the main thing was I wanted to kind of get in there. There's like a right way and a wrong way. And the right way I think is really, you're talking honestly about where you are and about the other person, why you like the other person, you know, what are they mm -hmm. doing? How are they affecting you? Not that your cock is so hard right now. Right. So, yeah. um, so, okay. Quick summary. So, you know, first keep this in mind when you're going to do this. Okay. First, you're going to gather your information. You're going to do the reading people section, right? Pay attention to things, gather the information so that you can then have, you can use that information to start a conversation. 
So if you're starting, say texting, try to establish trust and safety with the other person. That's going to really help you. Don't, don't worry so much about the attraction, really work on trust and safety. When you meet, then you can start asking other kind of questions to really kind of get to know the other person. Um, so, you know, you might do that a little bit, you know, when you're texting, but you know, really the meet the first, they like you enough to meet with you. That's where you're really going to try to kind of really form those, those, those connections and ask more questions. Um, you can start to flirt really once the person feels safe and I'm going to say really hopefully feels attraction as well. And so the more I've thought about that, I'm kind of on the side of like, don't, don't do it until you know that they feel safe and until you know that they're attracted to you. So again, reading people, if you're reading things, you'll kind of pick up on some stuff and there's some, mm -hmm. we can talk about this later, like next podcast on the flirting thing, but it's like, you can throw some test things out there if you're not quite sure, but it's like, don't push it until you know that they want that. And, and then, it, then they're going to be receptive to it. So the flirting portion, I think really kind of comes later after somebody feeling safe, safe and secure. Don't push things, let the person end the conversation. You know, you do not have to keep it up and you're really better to let it end at a certain point if that's just what feels more natural. Um, and then please do not sext and drive. Just don't. It's just, mm. just don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. So homework, I would say, is like if you can, like go out, go out and find like try to start three conversations with, with strangers or people you don't know. You know, push, push yourself a little bit, you know, and it could be somebody at the grocery store or whatever. And I don't know, just just. You know, something okay. that feels safe to you, but okay. just start conversations. Brandy, Three. start it with your I'm pre- gonna go with Can I go two? What do you call it? Precepts? Do it with your precepts, your apprentices. My precepties. Yeah. Precepties. So I did that like two days last week, so that counts. Boom. I'm done. Okay, you got <laughs> one. So two two more. It was on separate days. <laughs> okay. Um, and, okay. And then just see if you can turn like that kind of, if you're starting a conversation, can you turn it into something that's interesting or fun? Uh, maybe that's going to give them something of value. Okay. Okay. That's something to keep in mind. Okay. And then, yeah. So next week I just kind of like to hear like what, you know, how that and goes. We can't, and I can't, I can't like at the end of be like, this is me giving you something of value because this is my time and small talk is draining and I was challenged to do this. I can't say any of that. You <laughs> can know. because I want to hear how that goes. I want to hear that. <laughs> like, oh my, oh my. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I want to know. Like what I'm wondering is like, if you guys do this a couple of times, do you start to feel more comfortable? Mm -hmm. My guess is that you'll say, yeah, you know, like the more I practiced it, the more I got comfortable with it. And the you know, the other, the responses that you get back from people are probably, you're going to start to maybe see patterns and stuff on that. So my suggestion is like, let's try to do this consciously. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'll try. And Brandy, you said you're so good at small talk anyway. I know, but then making it like enjoyable for me at the same time. So, your, so your, that's going you to be my challenge is doing small talk and finding an actual topic matter. I would be interested in asking someone about and being engaged with it. In know. under 90 seconds. Ooh. And at the 90 second mark, then you break it off and be like, all right, I, I'm sorry. I've got to run. You do, I think do. after 90 seconds, yeah, it becomes extended conversation. That's yeah, outside so, the realms of small talk. Then do it in 60 seconds. It doesn't have, because the point is not to, to not to make it long. The, the point right. is to like, can you find something Connect. of interest? Or some, okay. Yeah, some kind of little connection. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways, specs, you're, I think we're almost like going for efficiency. Okay. You know, because oh, mm -hmm. the,
inefficient way is where the tension is and it's more draining. And when you get to the yeah. good stuff, it's not draining. So okay. Get right to the point in a yeah. nice way. Yeah. yeah. And non-pressure. I could do that. Okay. Are you, Ava, you good with that? I'm good with that. I'm game. Let's do this. It has to be new people, like newish people or people that we might work with and not talk too much or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anybody. Yes. Anybody. Okay. Choose wisely. Okay. Okay. Thank you, everybody. Um, I do want to point out, so, you know, we're working through these different episodes, like tonight's episode on um, conversations. Last week's episode was on drawing a blank, uh, reading people before that we did attraction and, and trust, you know, all these different things. We're working our way through our eight point guide to flirting and seduction. So we have put together a PDF that you can get off of our website, ethicalseduction.com. Um, you go there, you subscribe for You get the newsletter, you get the PDF. It's just kind of to get things kind of set up. Well, we're trying to have good educational tools for everybody to use. Mm -hmm. So the guide is there. And then we're trying to have like go into a lot more detail um, on the individual podcast. But the guide kind of gives you the bigger picture overview of how these different aspects all kind of fit together. There's not exactly an order to them, but there is sort of an order to them. You know, I really do think like, I mean, I do. It's like we should probably do talking about trust first, you know, and then attraction mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. reading people and then having conversations and then you work into flirting. So they do sort of flow into these different things. But the other part is like somebody might be really good at two or three of these things and the other one, they suck at this one and they just want to know that one section. So we're trying to break mm -hmm. it down that way, that way too. But you know, in the end going through this, you got the eight point guide and you're gonna have like eight hours of material you know, so I, we're really trying to put together like a nice kind of package for, for people that everybody can, can use. So that's mm -hmm. the intent. Um, next I would week love we're to hear from viewers, like their go-to questions that like open conversation that's stimulating. Oh, yeah. um, I would love to hear that from some of the viewers. Like, yeah. What are your small they, questions? Yeah. What are your small, or if you have a list that you go by too, like, yeah, that'd be interesting feedback. And I would like to hear stuff about like you all were mentioning about like just kind of feeling anxious about certain mm -hmm. aspects. I would yeah. like to hear that too from people, you know, if they have yeah. like a, I don't know, something that is hard for them because mm -hmm. if we, if we get that kind of information, mm -hmm. then that lets us, that gives us topics to talk about. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's true. You yeah. know, especially that are like relevant to people that they care about. So mm -hmm. next, next week we're going to go into the art of flirting. I've had to think about this one more because the first time I did it, I had it sort of as a class, I had it as like the, the art of teasing and uh, teasing was kind of this weird thing. I found a lot of people were like, oh, teasing can be bad, which I knew. Okay. But I also think of teasing as like, that's a, that's a skill, man. That's how you turn people on, you know, and that's how you do things. And that's how you make the conversation and you, the interaction really interesting. So I saw it as a real positive and I found a lot of people were really kind of hesitant about it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, later is when I realized like it's not just teasing. It really is like flirting. How do we, how do we do that? So that's what we're going to try to dive into next week is, is like, you know, what is flirting? Cause I'm going to say flirting we're going to treat it differently than just having a conversation. So it's like, you know, what do we do with flirting and what, what stuff works and doesn't work and you know, what is going on? Because again, the better understanding we have, I think of how this stuff works, then it's like, you can make up your own things. You know, mm -hmm. we don't need to teach you lines. I think if you just have the understanding of what's going on in the behaviors and the, the uh, interaction relationship, then you're going to be able to make up your own stuff. So that's, that's coming next week. So that'll be, 
I think it'll be fun. I, I feel like we're getting to the fun stuff, you know, like, and that's going to be mm-hmm. one of the more, more playful, fun, uh, topics that we're going to talk about. So if anybody has specific questions, you can email me at Steven at ethical seduction.com. Uh, you can leave us voicemails. There's a button on the website. Just click on that and you'll be able to leave a voicemail and we can use that on the, the podcast. And so we would love to have more people leave us voicemails. Um, ethicalseduction.com. Check it out. We're also on Instagram and FetLife. Uh, I do have a Pinterest page. So if you're on Pinterest at all, you can find us on there. And we're trying to, we just have things that we find that are interesting that, uh, you know, attraction. If you go to my Pinterest, the Ethical Seduction Pinterest page is a, a separate one for attraction. And there's different links. It's not just us, but it's other people that we find that have tips and gu- guidance and things like that that are are, are good. I also filter through that stuff. I, I do not always agree with the approach of certain people's thing, you know, especially for mm-hmm. like attraction. So it's mm-hmm. like, I'm not, I'm not putting stuff that I think is that I don't want to like sort of stand behind. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, you know, if you want something that I think is more reasonable and hopefully more accurate of how it works and, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm shooting for. Uh, if you're a first time listener, you know, if, uh, please remember to subscribe if you want to get us, you know, for future episodes, we drop a, a new episode every single Friday. If you're on Apple podcasts, we would love to get more reviews. And, uh, I think that's it. You all have anything you want to add? No, no this, this was this a great hour. Was really fun. Yeah. yeah. It was a, thank you. It was a long, long episode, yeah, but I, thank you. I feel like we covered a lot and I do feel like it was really good. And we do, I hear people say all the time, like how to do conversations is I think that's one of the bigger interests that Heard people of, have. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So yeah. Okay. Well, thank you everybody. And we'll talk about flirting next week. Okay. So, bye. See you next time.